You're listening to The Daily Detail, a roundup of the most important news from the state of Alabama and across the United States. I'm Andrea Tice. The Alabama State Supreme Court has made a decision on a case that many of us didn't even know was really happening. The court ruled against the Alabama Space Science Exhibit Commission when it comes to an animated TV series. Instead, the court ruled in favor of Space Race, LLC. That's a firm that was awarded $1.3 million by the court for its production of an animated series designed for children. Back in 2017, Space Race filed a lawsuit against the ASSEC for failure to pay at the end of the year as agreed upon. Space Race LLC signed a three-year contract to produce three seasons of the animated series for the ASSEC. More information is being reported in regards to the body of a five-year-old girl found in an abandoned home in Phoenix City. Five-year-old Kamari Holland was reported missing from her home in Columbus, Georgia, by her mother a week before her body was found. Now court documents were obtained by WRBL News out of Phoenix City. Those documents show that Kamari's mother, Christy Sippel, is facing charges of sex trafficking the child to the murder suspect for money. Sippel is now facing multiple murder charges. Russell County Sheriff Heath Taylor says the multiple charges is due to the nature of the abuse the little girl was knowingly put through by the mother as well as her death at the hands of murder suspect 37-year-old Jeremy Williams. Sheriff Taylor confirms that Sippel and Williams had a relationship and that additional charges are forthcoming against Williams, including the production of child pornography. Sippel was arrested this week by U.S. Marshals. The father of five-year-old Kamari Holland released a statement saying the amount of pain caused by Sippel and her actions against Kamari will never cease. The father says the arrest of Sippel is one step closer to justice for his little girl and that the family hopes justice is served. The National Weather Service is confirming several tornadoes hitting the state this past Wednesday night. In the town of Winfield, a twister caused damage to some buildings, roofs, and power lines. The emergency management agency in Marion County says eight people were trapped in a pizza bar when a roof collapsed, but fortunately no one was injured. In the DeKalb County communities of Powell, Fife, and Rainsville, a confirmed tornado came through there as well. There was major damage done to Blue Scope Steel Building as a result. There is a return to traditional New Year's Eve celebrations in the state after COVID caused many events to be canceled or modified in 2020. Huntsville, Birmingham, Gulf Shores, and Mobile are all returning to their annual shindigs in full force. That includes a symphony concert, wine dinner, street party, and of course, the moon pie drop over Mobile Bay. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news... Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky is reacting to the news that the Biden administration is withholding treatments for COVID-19. Paul called it unconscionable that monoclonal antibodies are not being sent to states who are requesting those treatments. Paul is responding to a recent letter from Florida Surgeon General Joseph Ladapo. That letter was sent to the Department of Health and Human Services. In it, Ladapo accused the HHS of willfully preventing life-saving treatments from being sent to states, even after President Joe Biden was recorded talking to governors this week about how states are the solution to dealing with COVID-19, not the federal government. Senator Paul recently posted on Twitter that he is hearing a similar story out of the state of Louisiana, that doctors wanting to treat COVID-19 are finding that the Biden administration has canceled shipments and offered no replacement treatment either. U.S. Marines are telling Fox News in private that they're being crushed by the federal vaccine mandate 
and are being refused their right to a religious exemption. There are 169 Marines who have been discharged from service so far for refusing the vaccine, with thousands more likely to come. Marines are calling it a political purge over their deeply held beliefs, and they say their beliefs should be protected by the First Amendment. These Marines spoke on condition of anonymity to Fox News and range in rank from corporal to lieutenant colonel. One retired Marine, Dakota Meyer, spoke on Fox News saying religious exemptions have been granted in the past for lesser reasons. People who are serving right now, this was nothing that was on their radar when they raised their right hand to come in and serve. So I don't understand how we get to throw this on them uh, and, and force them to do this. And the military has been making, the military has been making religious exemptions. So, you know, when I hear, well, it's the military, this is what we do. Well, it, it, this is how it was a long time ago. But the military has started making these, mil- these, these religious exemptions for a long time on what people can wear, on how they can shave, if they can have a beard or not, or, or all these other practices that they have uh, due to re- religious beliefs. Right. If this, if we're going to do it for them, we have to do That's it for this. That's a good this. point. And just before he was banned permanently from Twitter, Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of the mRNA vaccine delivery system that's used for these COVID-19 injections, spoke about the mandates within the military. Malone called it both lawless and illegal. The government is now lawless. They are doing things that are against the law and they don't care. Forcing people to take an experimental medical product is illegal. It is in federal law. We call it the common rule. It is not legal. Forcing the military to take an unlicensed product and then relabeling it, calling it the licensed product, which is what I'm telling military people are coming to me and telling me this is what they're doing because there's a law that the military cannot administer unlicensed vaccines to its personnel. This is a law that came out of what happened with the Desert Storm and and the anthrax vaccine shots, where a lot of military personnel were damaged. And they're not allowed to give unlicensed products. So the president commands them to vaccinate the troops with an unlicensed product, and so they, there's a colonel now in the Pentagon who will retire soon, so he doesn't have to worry anymore. That's why they picked him. They, they got a colonel to write a set of orders that are clearly illegal, that all military personnel have to be vaccinated with a vaccine that's not licensed, which is illegal. And what they're doing is they're telling the military personnel, oh, we're giving you the licensed vaccine commodity, but that vaccine doesn't exist. And so the other thing they're doing is they're taking the Pfizer vaccine and they're putting labels on it, calling it community, which is, by the way, a felony. Okay, they don't care The the law is no longer relevant. We have a government that is out of control. Malone was speaking with Aloha Freedom Coalition shortly after he did that interview. Twitter stepped in and booted him completely from their platform. The Drug Enforcement Administration, along with authorities within the state of Arizona, have seized a record-breaking amount of fentanyl pills, 1.7 million. They were seized along the U.S.-Mexico border earlier this December. The location of that seizure has not been revealed. DEA Administrator Ann Milgram gave a press conference saying thousands of overdose deaths have been prevented in this seizure. We know that these overdose deaths are directly caused by Mexican drug cartels that are flooding the United States with deadly fentanyl, with millions of fake pills 
with ton quantities of fentanyl powder. The Mexican drug networks get chemicals largely from China, and then they mass produce, often in industrial labs, these deadly substances in Mexico. And then they pump this poison into the United States. And they are killing tens of thousands of Americans. Over the past year, 64,000 overdose deaths involved synthetic opioids, predominantly fentanyl. This is an existential threat to our communities, bringing harm and violence and shattering families. The University of Massachusetts has conducted an interesting poll. Three out of four Republicans still have doubts about the legitimacy of Joe Biden's presidency. 71% of those polled say that the Biden victory is illegitimate. 91% of Democrats believe the election was. 54% of independents agree that it's legitimate. The same UMass survey found that 80% of Republicans saw the events on January 6th in Washington, D.C. as a protest, while 55% of others polled called it a riot. And speaking of the January 6th protest or riot, whichever way you want to put it, Kentucky Congressman Thomas Massey is kicking up dust on that issue as we approach the one-year anniversary of that event. Massey took to Twitter this week to revisit a question that he asked U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland about undercover federal agents being placed within those crowds to stir things up. I I was hoping today to give you an opportunity to put to rest the concerns that people have that there were federal agents or assets of the federal government present on January 5th and January 6th. Can you tell us, without talking about particular incidents or particular videos, how many agents or assets of the federal government were present on January 6th, whether they agitated to go into the Capitol, and if any of them did? So I'm not going to violate this norm of, uh, of, of uh, the rule of law. I'm not going to comment on an investigation that's ongoing. Massey then posted a video of Ray Epps, a man caught on camera, stirring up the crowd and directing them to enter the Capitol building on January 6th, even though some had already figured out that he could be a federal agent. We need to go into the Capitol! Into the Capitol! Witnesses have confirmed to the FBI how Epps behaved during the protest and even handed over their videos. And yet Epps has never been arrested or even questioned by the FBI. As far as we can determine, the individual who was saying he'll probably go to jail, he'll probably be arrested, but he wants every, but they need to go into the Capitol the next day, is then the next day directing people to the Capitol. And as far as we can find, this individual has not been charged with anything. Unlike others who have been arrested and jailed and held without bond for almost a year now. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Don't forget to check Right Side Radio and host Phil Williams as he talks about elections having consequences. So anyway, the story in the New York Times goes on to say the Republicans have made a new concerted effort to restrict voting and give itself more power over the mechanics of casting and counting the ballots. Wide-ranging laws in Republican-led legislatures, overhauling election systems, planning a new wave of such laws in 2022. What are they trying to do? A two-pronged approach, imposing additional restrictions. Okay, I'm throwing down the BS card on all this. But number one, where they say, how are Democrats pushing back? Well, it says, very simply, through Congress and the courts, but so far with limited success. But they're trying. 
They've got two major pieces of legislation right now in D.C. These are just as important, if not more so than that. No, they're more, they're more important. They're more important than that Build Back Better bill in terms of what they could do to our system. They're literally trying to change the standards and get to a point that all elections have been federalized, despite the fact that our Constitution mandates that the state legislatures will determine the voting laws of each state. They're trying to draw them all into D.C. where they can be centralized. They're trying to do away with voter ID requirements. They're trying to loosen up the processes by which votes are assembled and counted. Uh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable, and it's basically what they're trying to do is they recognize the success they had in 2020 by using the pandemic to change all the rules. And they got away with it. And now they want to do it on an epic level. You can find more of that podcast at rightsideradio.org. If you're enjoying The Daily Detail, remember you can subscribe by going to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I'm Andrea Tice. I look forward to updating you on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend and Happy New Year.